Hey, New yeah. Year's resolution going yep. strong, dog. Still going strong. And so we're live. Down to my man. So this is down to zero percent nicotine. So it's just basically air right now. Shit, dude. So I feel nice good. I'm still talking yeah. about that damn jewel pod. Yes. Well, I, you know, I'm I'm really upset about the jewel pod because now that the government uh, outlawed flavored jewel pods, uh, all you can get is the menthol regular tobacco jewel. That's pod. really in effect. Yeah. And it, it sucks Federal. so bad because I really like, like, the cotton candy and the Tootsie Roll type. Let me see you, Tootsie Roll. Uh, sweet and low. <laughs> anyway, no, but so now I had to go to this different uh, vape machine where you can actually still get the different flavors. So, vape machine? Well, it's a, it's a vape. It's a, you know, it's not the big douche flutes that we were talking about yeah. before where, you know, it weighs five pounds and you yeah. can't even put it in your pocket. I think they charge your cell phones, those, little, those giant cartridges. Right, yeah. This is the same thing, but you just fill it. And this lasts all day for me, so not too bad. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we've got a very interesting uh, episode coming up here. We've got uh, Mr. Caleb Hernandez back. Back so guys, fresh off his, uh, having me. Happy his to be here. fourth professional win. Yeah. Is that four knockouts now? Yeah, yep. Four uh, knockouts. Yeah, four. And the last one was a body shot knockout. Yeah, liver shot. Left hook to the body. Pow. Cool. Congratulations. Thank you, man. And then we've got Mr. Smith, uh, Jeston. How, you, you say your first name because <laughs> yeah, we, we had a little talk. You, you <laughs> confused uh, Caleb on that. <laughs> okay, so, one more time. Let's do it slow. Jeston. Jeston Smith. So, so the first part is an A ah or an A? Eh? <laughs> eh. Okay, Jess. Ton. Ton. Justin, Justin Smith. Uh, we'll he call is, Mr. Uh, Smith. We're going to say Mr. Smith Justin. from now on out of respect. He is the owner of, I don't know if you can see my shirt here, Infinity Martial Arts out of Lowell. This is where uh, Taekwondo Studio. This is where we do a lot of our training at. Uh, my mm-hmm. son received his black belt. Randy's son just got his black belt last night. Shout out to Carter. Black belt. Black belt. <laughs> he's he's all happy about that. And, uh, yeah, we're just going to have a little interesting conversation about you know, just hey man, mine's on the horizon. I'm just throwing it out. There. Yeah, well, yours is on the horizon. That's right. One day, you're you're not soon. as soon. Soon. So when is Buddy Night? When do you guys do that? I don't know. When's the next Buddy Night? Uh, I've talked to Mrs. Smith. Wait, let, let, let's talk. Oh, we have I have nationals coming up. My second nationals, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. How'd you do in the first one? If you don't mind me asking. Dude, okay, I had extremely low expectations. I'm not gonna lie, because I had I hadn't really trained for it so much, mm. and I didn't know what to expect, and I had only been to like. Two tournaments before that. Total. Okay. So, you know what it's like when you step out in a ring. Don't you get nervous? Absolutely. Every time. So, yeah. I and, and you walk into Nationals, and it's just, it's the Vegas Convention Center, right? So, the whole floor is, I mean, the whole building is the whole floor. Okay. It's gigantic. Yeah. And there's, like, hundreds of people in there. I'm like, shit. And there's people from all over the world. You're like, oh, my God. Right, and then you go through all the ceremonies, get goosebumps, and mm-hmm. and I love taekwondo. Like yeah. it was a a dream of mine as a kid, but I never got to do anything like that. So when Carter had the opportunity and we went to class, I'm like, I want to do that. So I'm gonna follow the dream, right? So it was like dream come true. So anyways, I go in and and uh, I took second in sparring in my group. Nice. Fought for the number one spot, which is pretty awesome. How so, was that dude? Was he a beast? The guy um, no, I could have beat him. He was good. Like if you had trained more, you could have beat him. For yeah, sure. because yeah. Taekwondo's when you go in a tournament sparring, it's it's not like boxing. It's not like MMA. It's you really have to be technical. You have to 
strike first quickly. Are you saying we're not technical, bro? No, no, no. I'm just saying you, you go for a long <laughs> I don't time. Know what he's trying to say here. Yeah, you go for a lot. You know, you have more opportunities to R- score. Really, yeah. Ta- Taekwondo and Mr. Smith can speak to it. Taekwondo yeah. is really it when you're point sparring. It's it's basically and it's subjective because mm-hmm. you have three judges, two on one side, one on the other, mm-hmm. and it's you know a lot of the times you're throwing punches or kicks at the same time, and it really is subjective of what two of the three judges see. I got you. So if you're striking damn near at the same time, but you happen to be in the per, uh, in the line of sight of the two mm-hmm. judges on the left side, mm-hmm. you know, you might not get those points because they're seeing something differently. Right. It's, it's a very subjective po- point sport. Would, would you agree with that, Mr. Smith? Right. No, you're 100% right. So it's not like when you – it's not just like when you go in the fight, you're fighting your opponent. You're also fighting, like, your judges. So, okay. you, you know, it's kind of like both mm-hmm. – just in case. <laughs> so, I mean, it's still fun. It's, I mean, it's a blast. There's got to be a way you can manipulate the judges, though, in a way. Like, in the exchanges, if you guys are punching at the same time, like, I would think that whoever closes the distance and, and engages and initiates the, the contact and all that stuff, and then whoever finishes it the best, right? Could they just judge it that way? Right, well... We've talked about this actually in the, in the last couple tournaments I went to. M- me and some teammates uh, were talking about positioning ourselves so we are in the view of the du- of the judges. Like it's a lot to think about, dude. Dude, you have to think yeah, about it for sure, right? Yeah. Because you know, because a lot of times, because what what happens is you have two on one side and one on the other. Mm-hmm. So, and if you're favoring, if if you have one. If you have two judges that are kind of towards your back, like if, if you're throwing a right round kick and the other judge is on the left side of you, and the other guy's throwing his round kick at the same time, even though you might have been like five seconds faster. Or a millisecond faster. Or, or, yeah, right. or, you know, two seconds faster, and you hit right before he did, the two that seen them first are going to outvote your, your you. one. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to, like... As you are sparring, it's frustrating. Right. Not, yeah, I was gonna say how do you, that doesn't sound. To, not only trying to be the first, you know, the fastest in it, yeah. but you also have to work around. And, and that helps with your. Uh, what I found it, it helps with me during tournaments is I always try to circle because I'm a lefty. I'm a southpaw, so I always want my punches to be coming in the view of the two judges. So mm-hmm. if I'm starting with my back to the two judges per se on my my, my stance, mm-hmm. I'm actually trying to circle around. So I can get back in their view. Okay, uh, that also worked, uh, and I don't know if it it, it works for me because I, I get tired pretty easy because my cardio sucks. So I actually found that you can get pauses in your uh, in your matches when you're tired if you circle into a judge real quick. So I'd I'd start off and I was so winded that I just basically ran into a judge and they have to stop and then reset everything so i get a accident of course yeah. uh, no but but what i'm saying it, it's a very subjective uh sport it, mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun um it, but you're 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 not going there, there there's there's no prize money to right. be won it's really a, a pride yeah. thing for yourself and it's something you know uh, a goal that you set for yourself mm-hmm. and just because you know, there's been a couple of tournaments where I think I won, but 
I didn't. So, you know, you don't beat yourself up. I didn't right. lose anything. It, it, it sucks, but it, it's really a, a subjective judging mm-hmm. sport itself. A lot, lot, lot of technical aspect to it. Yeah. That's, that's like in boxing, too. Like, you get fights that could be close, but you'll have judges that favor the aggressor, the judges that favor the boxer. Some judges favor defense. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So you'll be like, I thought this guy won, but the guy who was more defensive and had better ring generalship won because the judges, you know, they favored that that night. So it just kind of depends. You know what I'm saying? And this is like one of the only sports where, you know, like in UFC or in boxing, they say don't leave it up to the judges. Mm. Get the knockout. Get the mm. submission. Do whatever. You don't have a choice. You don't have a choice in this. It's always up to the judges. You can't knock someone out? Nope. Nope. No. Why not? Well, you can. You can Wait, knock you can't somebody and it'll be over? No. No. It's, they, they, um, they have – it's not a knockout uh, sport. Right. It's a speed sport. Okay. The fastest and who can get it there. And um, th- with their regulations, like, you don't want to be knocking people out because you can get penalties and stuff. And yeah, they actually have excessive force. Yeah, excessive force. It's against So if you just throw a nicely timed – kick and you catch somebody on the chin and they get knocked out you get penalized for that no i'll no. give you an example though um no because we had one, we had we've had a student who's actually been um sparring and got knocked out mm. and it's not it's not he, you don't get penalized for that but it's more like if you end up um if you get somebody who comes in and they're like I'm going to rip your head off. Yeah, you can tell. Yeah. You know, you can mm-hmm. tell the difference. Mm-hmm. So the aggressiveness and, right, you know, right. and they're like thrown and all of a sudden they throw a punch and all of a sudden you're spitting out blood in there, mm-hmm. you know. So um, that, that's what they're getting away from. They want to see the technique, the speed. I got you. And, you know. Right. It, it's a discipline sport, right? It, and this, it, is, this is ATA Taekwondo. There's different forms of Taekwondo, per se, like different. Um, say that again. Um, there's, there's one other. War, is it the world? Uh, WTF. WTF. You guys can't punch in the face, right? We can't punch in the face. I'll do that. Is so well, it's coming from a boxer. You can't do that. No, no, no. I'm I have on accident. Because you guys can kick people in the face, right? Yeah. Right. But you can't punch someone in the face. Well, Taekwondo based, um, is based off just kicking mainly? Yes. That, okay. That's what Taekwondo is about, your legs. So okay. They, so they want to bring that out in your martial arts. But the satisfaction and, of landing a beautiful kick... I'm sure it's more. I oh see head kicks gosh, in the UFC. Man. I'm like, I want to learn to do that. It's awesome. I got to learn to and do I'll that. I'll give you an example of the excessive force. So, Carter, <clears throat> we were in South Bend in a big tournament. And um, Carter this year really put it together with his combos. Bam, bam, like punch, punch. Get, he threw a round kick, reverse heel kick. And it, not aggressively, just perfectly timed. And he caught the kid with the heel under his face mask, hit him in the chin. You heard the crack. And the kid dropped to his knees, you know. He's like, and all of a sudden he started crying. And they stopped, you know. And they discussed excessive force. And they were going to take a point away from him. You're a bully, dude. But from that moment (laughs) on, subjectively, he was up for nothing. He needed one more point. And And somehow, someway, that other kid got five consecutive points. Because he got uh, dropped like that? They gave um, it to him. Yeah, I have the. It, it, or just the match continued, and then they were just kind yeah. Of the being match biased continued. It continued, but like something happened mm. in the judge's eyes, mm-hmm. and I have video of where like he should have had it wrapped at five nothing. Like, oh, there's a point they didn't call it, but you know. Whatever. But but also you know 
it goes fast when you're judging. It, it, it goes I fast. I mean, you guys, we've had you guys come out and judge, judge sure. stuff. I've had, I've judged when, you in tournaments. When we've done it, even in, um, when we've done it in a class and you're judging, it's, it's like all of a sudden one of the guys will yell, hey, I was there first. And it's yeah. like, oh man, I was what, you know, because if you're watching somebody else, it's like, man, he's fast on his hands. All of a sudden you're watching his fast before, and then all of a sudden he got a kick in. And it's like, you're fo- too focused mm-hmm. on one thing on somebody else. And it's like, oh man. So How long yeah. are the rounds? Um, they're not long at all. They're only two-minute matches. Two-minute matches? Yep. That's the whole match? First yes. to five points of two minutes. Yep. But it's fast. Bang, bang, bang. Usually Reset. you guys get to five? Bang, 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 bang. Usually um, they, or, d- depending or, on the opponent. So nationals, right? When I was fighting for the championship, mm-hmm. the championship round, mm-hmm. we went all two minutes. What was the score at the end? You said it was like... Um, I think that one I lost 5-3 because mm-hmm. he landed a head kick. <sighs> Barely. I mean, it wasn't like jarring head oh, yeah, kick. Yeah. It was just like... A brush, yeah. So, but but yeah, ta- taekwondo itself is it's it's about the discipline. It's about um, not necessarily taking somebody's head off just mm-hmm. because you can. It's about having the restraint in your power to not do that it, for the sport itself. Courtesy from my yeah. fellow students, <laughs> right? So now, although, do I want to get in there and take heads off? Of course, we work the mids, dude. I see how you are. You throw hard. Thanks, man. He tries. He tries. He tries. No, he does. He's getting old. That's what I mean when he tries. He like, you got some guys that go in there and you got like, okay, you got to relax a little bit. Not everything has to be power. That's probably you just releasing all that shit you can't do in Taekwondo. Well, so my bucket list, honestly, I really want an MMA match, amateur. I want to do it. Mm -hmm. I don't care how old I am. Yeah, why not? You could. So I will train. I'll get back in there. Okay, dude. All right, so why are you sizing me up right now? See, that's size. crazy, right? He's kind of like, I'll be, I'll be back. He's, yeah. got, he's got that weird rage about him, doesn't he? He does. He, it's, he yeah. does. Real, wow. real recognized real. Damn. I can see yeah. it. I can see it. I can't, Carter, too. I can't lie, I do. Bully. I... Kicking people in the chin. You've changed, bro. You've changed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're coming off of a, a win. Yeah. So why don't you talk about that? How many rounds? Two rounds. Two rounds. Body shot. Body shot. Left hook. I wanted to be a little bit more patient in this fight because, like, my last fights, were, I was kind of just going gung-ho and kind of blowing my whole wad in the first round. Not really blowing my wad. I wouldn't be too tired, but, like, just kind of – you know what it was? Because I would watch the film and I would see it and I'd be like, I think I was kind of, like, projecting my anxiety at the opponent, if that makes any mm-hmm. sense, because I just turned pro and there's hype and there's people putting pressure on you. And bigger I put stage. pressure on myself. Bigger stage. No matter where I'm fighting, but this is permanent. McGee, the amateurs, you can champions. lose. Right. You know, you can lose. It's okay. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's just you're like studying there, you know. But like when you get to the pros, this is the real deal. If you lose early on, that can kind of set you back a little bit, especially to some of the guys I was fighting because you know I'm fighting guys that are you know not as good as me because you're trying to build my record up. So there's this pressure to like get them out, and I was kind of like projecting that out. You could see that, and I didn't want to be that fighter. I was watching myself, watching old film, and I was like, that's not who I want to be. You know, sure. I don't want to be that guy that just runs out because you can't get everybody out. As the opponents get tougher and tougher, you can't get them out like that in the first round. So I told myself, let's be patient. So the first round was, like, extremely boring of this last fight. I was just hands up, working my feints, stuff like that, throwing a couple of jabs here and there, seeing what this guy could do. I kind of started to feel like he was just trying to, trying to survive. Mind you, this is the best guy that i fought so far in the pros. They said this guy was going to take me, you know, three, four, five rounds um, before maybe I could get him later on to be like a late round stoppage. That's what my team predicted. Um, I went back to the corner, and my coach was just like, all right, let's go to work. 
I was like, okay. And it was like one minute into the second round. And then we got him out. So Kidney shot. Kidney shot, yeah. It that wasn't hurts. anything crazy. It was just a double hook, um, double hook to the body. I was just trying to get – he was real slick up top. It was really hard to hit him. I was throwing, but, he, you know, he would he would slip, maybe counter a little bit. I didn't really even get hit. But I knew it was going to be hard to hit him. So, you know, when guys are slick up top like that, the head moves, the body doesn't, so we go to the body. Um, stepped in, double jab, three body punches. The third one landed clean. I was – I punched in between his punch, if that makes sense. So, like, I threw a shot, boom, he went to counter. And as he was countering, I ripped another one, and that was it. So, like, when you punch – when you punch, you exhale, right? Or anytime you strike, you. <laughs> so if you're getting hit in between that, I mean, it's devastating. You're like, <gasps> takes it right out of you. Right, takes right. it right out of you. So that was it, man. Um, but respect to my opponent. He showed up. It was a wild night. We didn't end up fighting until like midnight. We were supposed to fight around like 10 o'clock. The whole the card was kind of uh, misconstrued. So, but um, yeah, we got the job done, man. It was a good win. A good win, and there were some important people there. And we got some good calls, like not too long after that, some TV uh, opportunities. Nice. Yeah. So So you're going to be no longer a guest on the Hall of Mirrors podcast because you're going to no, be blowing dude, up, right? I'm loyal, bro. I'm <laughs> okay. Everybody wants to, like, leave. You know, I was just talking about this yesterday. Like, people are like, oh, I want to get out of here, get out of Indiana. I've moved. I've lived in Vegas. I've, I've done the traveling shit. It's, my heart is here, you know. Sure. Home is here. This is where my friends are at, and this is where I'm happiest. I'm all about traveling and stuff like that, but I don't think I could ever live anywhere else. Sure. I don't know what it is. That makes sense. I've been that way since a kid, just like, and I was just talking about this right before I got here, um, nostalgia. Like, that's huge for me. I don't know what it is. Like, I just, um, I don't know. I just feel like if I have good memories somewhere, it's really hard for me to, like, move on and create new ones. I struggle with that, you know? Like, you're like, ah, I want it to be just like this. Let's do the same thing again. I'll just make new opportunities let's try something new right you know so well you can travel as long as you know where home is right right you yeah. always have to have a place to to, yeah. to bed down right uh, you know i i've done the sleeping in hotel rooms and traveling mm-hmm. around but there's nothing like your own bed true that true yeah that. and that's that, that's very important to me as well yeah so that's awesome i'm, I'm digging for his footage real quick sorry okay. guys you see a black screen so so mr smith why don't you talk about uh, just tell us how you got into Taekwondo. How, how did that start? Because you were, you, you were doing mixed martial arts prior at, at some point, right? Yes. Um, well, when I was younger, I used to do Shotokan karate, and then I got um, used to do uh, um, Muay Thai kickboxing. And then that was when I used to live up in Michigan. And then I came down here. And then... Um, I started uh, training and with uh, some guys that are kind of like out of the garage type of thing, you know. Sure. And they were doing uh, Muay Thai and stuff, and then they're the ones who, like, kind of introduced me to um, mixed martial arts. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then so I I jumped into a gym, and and I was training, doing some boxing and some uh, uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu with them, and then... I went to another place and started doing some Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and then ended up blowing my knee out. And how'd you um, do that? From a what's that? How'd you do that? Oh, you I slipped on some. I slipped on some ice. Damn it, dude! I thought it was gonna be some cool story. <laughs> <laughs> I set you up, so, dude. So you were just like, dude. I slipped on an ice. Cube. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's all good. Cool. Anyways, I blew it out, <laughs> man. And then um, me twice. 
meanwhile, um, we got our son into Taekwondo. Mm -hmm. And um, he was like, uh, he was five years old. And then um, my wife, I got my wife into it. Nice. And we, so they were doing Taekwondo while I was doing everything else. And then um, I uh, blew my knee out. So, and I was sitting in the, sitting on the chairs and I was like, man, I was like, all that stuff would be good therapy on the knee. So mm -hmm. then I just, I just started just got into with it. them to try to get back in. And mm -hmm. then I went back to uh, try to do mixed martial arts. And as soon as they grabbed a hold of that leg, I was like, I was like hold yeah. on, I yeah. can't. Right. Mm -hmm. So it was jacked. So how many years you've been doing Taekwondo? Um, I've been doing Taekwondo for, what's it? Nine to ten years now. Nine to ten years. And yeah. you're a third uh, degree? Fourth degree. Fourth degree black belt. Yes. What's the highest you could get? Uh, ninth. Ninth? Yes, Grandmaster. Grandmaster. Yes. Nice. But you have to be like 84 or something like that so if you start like, off. Uh, so like how the belt ranks Seriously. Go yeah, to be 84 years old, you said? Listen, listen to how, okay. how long it takes so to like get there. So how your belt ranks go is, okay, it usually takes about three years to become black belt, okay, um, when you're training. Mm. And then... Every year, as you're training, like you're, when you become a first degree, it takes you have to train for a year before you can test for your second degree. Okay. Then it, when I you think become a second degree, yeah, yeah, you yeah. have to wait two years. Is it jujitsu similar to that? Like you have to be, um, you have to go for like a certain um, time period. I'm pretty sure that's. Um, yeah. Similar. Everybody has their. Um, uh -huh. Each martial art has their different yeah. kind of code thing. I got you. That they go by. But Finally. That's how, that's how ours goes. So mm -hmm. then, so like now, I have to wait. Uh, four years before I can test for my fifth degree. Dang. So, so by the time you're 84, you could be a ninth degree. You're going to be up there I in age. I started kind of late in things, so there's no way I will be. <laughs> right. Oh, but, so you, but I'll die. Okay, just think die. about okay, it. Okay, okay. He's a fourth degree. He's got to wait four years to test for his fifth degree. Got it. Once he's going to test for his sixth degree, he's got to wait another five years between fifth and sixth degree. When you're testing for a sixth degree, you've okay, got to wait six years to test for your seventh degree. Then you've got to wait. It adds a year every time. It, well, yeah. I'm going to show On you top a little highlight real, real quick. Me? I'm, uh, I'm 43. We got this. We got this. <laughs> We're going to figure it out. this time, bro. <laughs> Nothing but time. So you did the math. It's legit 84 years no, old? I mean, no, I mean, you, you, would, you would potentially be in your 70s by the time you would. I'm going to play your uh, clip, bro. Play it up. Fast. Which one is that? This is, uh, oh, dude. Shout out to Mark and Angelo. Those guys crushed it. The media, my media guys. They made this dope video. It looks like a Nike commercial. And uh, they really captured, like, the whole anxiety of the night. Should we be quiet or kind of talk over this? You, no, can, you talk can talk over it. There was, um, because there wasn't, like, a ton of fight footage. People were thinking this was going to be, like, a highlight video of the fight. But that wasn't at all what it I told him, you know, go ahead, you get full creative control. And he was with me the whole night. So we're down there. I get there at 5 o'clock, 5.30. I see the doctor. After you see the doctor, you cannot leave the basement. We're like two flights of stairs below everybody. The ring's right above. And you just hear the fights going on, the crowd, everything. And we're just locked in that basement right there in Where's those tunnels. Where's my shirt at? Your shirt? I'm yeah. promoting me on this. In the... it, it looks like a uh, Martin oh, Scorsese video. Oh, you mean that one? Oh, one okay, yeah. I got you. I got one XL. 
No, man, I need a medium. Yeah, you can't do that. He man. needs a medium. But anyway, medium, c- carry on. So, so you're in the you're so in the basement, in the basement locked in a basement. Five to six hours, right? Because I don't fight till midnight. Professional okay. fighter locked in a basement. Just like, like where this is going, dude. It's just so yeah. So he's down there, and we're just warming up, warming up, trying to stay loose, warm. Put my gloves on. I gotta piss. The gloves gotta come off. I gotta have a guy falling into the bathroom. Dude. You know, just to, it's just a crazy night. It was just kind of stressful. And oh, uh, he really venom gloves that. too. Oh, I was de- I was decked out, bro. And the black light made you look all Dude, avatar. Crazy. Whoever's idea was that, shout out to them. Where's this dude from? Washington. Mr. DC? Smith, why can't we have videos like this? You can. Hit this guy up. We I'm need we him. need some videos like this. Hit for, my boy for, Mark up. I'm telling for you, if you guys want some dope videos, hit him up and let him Local guy? It. Uh yeah, he's like Chicago area. But uh he's out here a lot. Mark, yeah, we, he was gonna do our. Yeah, I wanted yeah. like a Jay Leno type entrance. Here's the body shot right here, okay. and I wanted uh, boom, right there, boom. As soon as I felt it, I was like, "Gotcha." He went out the ring, dude, and when he popped up, he was out of the ropes. Yeah, he rolls out of he the said ring. No more. Who sideburns? Uh uh-uh. uh. Spit the mouthpiece out. That's like classic body shot. Caleb's famous. Uh, that's a wrap. I've had that happen to me, so I know what it feels like. It's almost like you got to go through that, though. Awesome like, work, Mark Ayala, man. It's like getting it's like getting a taser. You got to get tasered before you can taser somebody. Body shots suck. For people keep asking me, like, what does it feel like? Is it really that bad? It's horrible. It's horrible. It feels like I mean, I've never been stabbed before, but it's like somebody like jams something up in you mm-hmm. and then just leaves it, and then people are like, "Can you move?" Like, no, no, no just leave me alone, me. right? Me. Just sit there, don't move, right? Let everything come back to normal. That's what it's like. So that reaction was extremely real, wasn't it? Oh, so in, in yeah, martial arts, when we're throwing punches, mm. uh, they, they call it key-ups, right? But it's just, just like in boxing, when you throw a punch, it's an exhale. Right, right, right. right, right. And that tightens your core. Yeah. Did he not tighten his core? Or was, are, are you just so... Well, he caught a mid-punch. Uh. He, that was a counter, right? Yeah. It, I was punching in between his punch, which is like... I'm not trying to flex. It's kind of an advanced uh, flexing, skill. Punching in between. I'm sure it's the same thing with you guys. Kicking in between um, a kick or something like that or in between a strike is perfectly timed. You have to time it perfectly. So, like I said, he's exhaling. <sighs> By the time you finish with that exhale, all the air is out of your body, mm-hmm. essentially. You need to to get it right back, right? Or you can, unless you're doing like a combo, it's like... But I think I just caught him right at the perfect spot. Plus, it's a, it's a liver shot, dude. I mean, those are, like, hard to recover from. If you place them right and you hit the ribs the right way, like, you don't want to hit the ribs, like, straight on, right, because the ribs expand. Like, if you press in on your stomach, you can feel your ribs kind of bend a little bit. They have some give to them. But if you go up at an angle, you run the ribs up into each other, and that's kind of like how you break them, right? So when I threw that shot, it was kind of like a hybrid, like an uppercut of a hook. And kind of ran it up. It's kind of hard to. But with the left. Dang. With the left, son. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, so I think if uh, Infinity uh, Martial Arts starts doing videos like that, we, we'd have all the kids from the, all the neighborhoods coming. I, wa- I want to be on that video next. That was Please pretty cool. Please that guy up, man. Mark is amazing. And when you do, just let him, let him run wild. Let him run free, and he'll make you guys really happy. I mean, Could have you coming him. out looking like Batman and shit. For real, for real. For real. He's, he's the shit. I'll plug you guys in. For I, was, I was razzing him, though, about him razzing me boxing. Yeah. I mean, that was before our podcast. Uh huh. So you got a tournament coming up. So he wants you focusing on just Taekwondo, your skills. Yeah. 
He doesn't want you worrying about the Tell hips. him how good the cardio is, though. So when I, when I went and was hitting mitts, it was when we had a, a long break in our school. Okay, it was so for all now, the holidays. So now you have more I just cardio. needed cardio, so I, I popped you, in there. Caleb, you know what you need to do to this young man? You need to humble him. I think he's got a little chip on you. you are you sensing a little chip on his shoulder right now? A little bit. His facial expression. Yeah, I, I think I think you just need you to be humble. You know what? My whole life, people have always said that. It's just who I am. Dude, hold on, calm down. R. Kelly. Damn. See what I mean? R. Kelly in it, right? See, we just. I, I think I think he needs to be humbled before he goes to, to Vegas. Mrs. There, Smith said last night. She's like, "You want to set your boards during testing?" I'm like, "Sure, thank you." Hey. And then I just told him on my. So there's a, a third part to our boards. Step up, jump round. But if it's the board's not held correctly, it could ruin your board break, right? Because people, I just said, lock your elbows out, please. Oh, mm-hmm. So there's no give. Right. Right, got it. And Mrs. Smith said, she said, now don't be cocky. I'm like, I didn't mean to come off See? like that. Yeah. I did, that's not uh, what I yeah, meant. Yeah, I could, yeah. You know when what I'm saying? Right he, there, he's, I felt like, that. he's like, he comes up. So. Well, <laughs> I want to the boards hey, right. Walk out, man. Walk out. That's not what I said. I said it one time. I said, uh-huh. lock out your elbows, please. Because, because okay, like, if you're, if you go to Worlds yeah. and you test for board break, you have one shot, right? In okay. Worlds? Eminem. Got it. Yep. One shot. Love that song. So I want to practice right. I want to do it right. That's all. So wait, wow. do you guys punch boards? Wow. Yeah, we, yeah. we yes. punch. How many boards kick. can you break with a punch? Testing or board, real boards versus our boards are completely different. Your boards, because they are they well, you can explain it, but they have they have different uh, t- tension spring, strengths on them, right? So they, yes. they go up from like what, what's the lightest or the the quickest easiest board to break? Um, Should be like yellow or white belt or yeah. a white board. Yeah, uh, right? it's it's like an eighth inch thick. Yeah, right. But so then they then, step up all the way to brown right, boards, which, which is eighth inch like that. There's blackboard. Yeah. Oh, is there a blackboard too? And then, I don't think so. then there's um, that's two and a quarter. So, and wood. That's what it's supposed to uh, assimilate. Yeah, yeah. I guarantee you, though, our brand new testing board is much harder to break than a wooden board with a punch. Or yeah. Period. Yeah, I, I watched a, a big fellow whack a board with his fist last night. And it didn't break. Did you hurt his hand? No, but it's not because he couldn't do it. It's just the way the board was held. Here he goes. Oh, he didn't like that. See what he did, right? Okay. Yeah, someone didn't like that. Always got to be the board board. But yeah, I mean the the boards that we break, they're 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 basically plastic boards. It wasn't me. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about somebody else. I broke my shit on the first try. I'm just (laughs) that that chip again. You you see that that chip came off. (laughs) So, so when is Vegas? At the end of this month, right? Yeah, February 28th. Yeah, so next week, 28th, 29th, and the first. So your cardio is a lot better, is what you're telling me. I, but dude, believe it or not, I, I, my cardio has always been pretty good. Not boxing standards. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it's been good. Like for Taekwondo, I can go. Yeah. Well, it's different, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. it's way well, totally different. We, we train for different rounds. And mm-hmm. you guys train yeah, we do three like, minutes. Uh, half a day. Mm-hmm. Right. Wait, what? Now, let, let, nobody will know what boxing. I encourage anybody to, to look up Caleb Hernandez and go and do cardio, hit mitts with Caleb, and you'll have respect for boxers like you've never had before. How long do we hit mitts for? 30 minutes? I mean, if that, you do three minutes at a time, and you get three minutes off, and you use three minutes. Because I do Carter, so we, we go back and forth. Yeah. So imagine going 30 minutes straight. Sure. You know but I'm, I'm just saying, like, when we get to the end and we do the jab, 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 walk forward, walk back. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. When yeah, you hit yeah, that yeah, final yeah. drill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's two jabs forward, 
two jabs walking back. Three, three four. Three back. All the way up. Your arm feels like it's going to fall off mm-hmm. when you get to 15 forward, 15 mm-hmm. backwards. It hurts. It does. I, your core co- hurts. Your I, arms hurt. Yeah. Your shoulders hurt. Yeah. Everything hurts. My coach makes me do uh, 50, which if you add that up, that's 2,500 jabs. Is that Mike? Yeah. So we'll do that over the, we'll do like 20 minutes or 20, 20 rounds on the mitts straight, um, which um, is an hour straight, you know, three minute rounds, 20 rounds. And then by the end of the, somewhere around like 18, 15 to 18, we, we've gotten up to like 50, which is 2,500 jabs. So trust me, I know it sucks. When I first started, it would hurt at 10, yeah. 10 forward, 10 back. I was like, damn, I'm out of, you think you're in shape. This was like a year ago, bro. You think your shit's in shape, mm. but um, the jab is like super important. Like you gotta have that punch on point. When I first started boxing, one of my coaches told me you should be able to rest on the jab. Maybe I told the story before. You should be able to rest on the jab. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? That means like when you're tired in there, you should be able to just flick the jab because the jab takes the least amount of energy to throw. Right? It's just a nice a flicking punch. I mean, you could put some pop on it if you want, but for the most part, you just flick it. And I would try that when I'm tired. I'm like, shit, dude, I'm still tired. But <laughs> I didn't realize you just had to throw a shit ton of jabs in order to get it to that point. Sure. So that drill is pretty much what that's for. That's if you legit. can just play with that jab, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, that's everything. Is it bad that just listening to this makes me want to have a cigarette and take a nap? Yeah. <laughs> I was expecting when I pulled up, I was like, hey, I don't see Mike outside. All right, so right. <laughs> I want an amateur MMA, but before the amateur MMA, I want amateur boxing. I want to do it. You should do it. I'm going to do it. too old. But you know who to come see, right? Never too old. You're too old. Well, you're my dude, dude. Okay. Cool. For the, for the is box, he too yeah, old? Sure. No, he's not too old. There's and then um, in my MMA, I'll have Mr. Smith and you there's like and Mike. S- there's like senior, um, there's like that senior uh, division at the Golden Gloves. I've seen dudes that were like 60 years old fighting. Can you imagine? I'm worried about his hip. You got a bad hip? No, I have no he's bad. He's gonna. Hip. What is he he's talking getting about? up there in age, dude. If you break a hip, I have nothing you break bad. A hip, no, I heard. <laughs> I heard that's a wrap. I've got a bionic foot. Like I'm ready to roll, dude. Yeah, that hip's no joke. No joke. Hmm. Hmm. Why? Why are you talking about my hips, man? I'm not I'm you. Saying. You can. No, do I'm it. good. Shit. I can walk upstairs now. I feel real good. That's good. <laughs> that, that's a cardio win for bed. me. I don't get winded walking up these 23 stairs. <laughs> How long are you guys gonna be here? You guys gonna keep this studio for a while? Yeah. Get that video. You guys need that intro. Oh, yeah. Mark. Mark. For sure. For sure. Make it happen. Because I was walking up the stairs like, this would be so cool. Yeah, we just, the hallway just got redone. So that hallway was a little sketchy your first time here. Yeah, Yeah, but I had this vision of like us walking through the square Mm -hmm. and like um, a uh, time, not time lapse, but forward, Mm -hmm. like a, like having the drone like follow us walking down the square and then zip into the stairway, zip up the stairway into the studio. Okay. You got, Bam, and we're here. You got the vision. I have the vision. I don't know if he has a drone, though. I got one. You do? Of course he does. Do you really? Well, it's not mine, but I have access to one. He's okay. going to steal a drone. Yeah, that's what that sounds like. That's wrong. No, I'm not going to steal one. I know someone that's got one. <laughs> My brother-in-law, Zach's got one, and it takes like 4K video. You're cool with your brother-in-law's? Absolutely. Because she has the drone. Him. Him has the drone. Him. Okay. He. No, Zach's a good dude. Cool. Hmm. Yeah, why is that girl so thick? Which one? I keep looking at her. That statue. <laughs> oh, the statue? What is that? Oh, that's a traditional... That's not on camera, so... I don't know. I'll, I'll explain it later. I don't know. Yeah, for anyone that can't That's a can't traditional see. Japanese piece. Oh, in the, in the... Yeah, that's a little figurine. Yeah. That's like a mix of like... Um, that's old school. 
Old school. A Nightmare Before Christmas and uh, the yeah, chick yeah, yeah. from Frankenstein. Yeah, and Ursula from like... Uh, yeah. The Little Mermaid? Mermaid? Yeah. Okay. I never thought a conversation with two very w- dude, good I mean, fighters would go to a Little Mermaid reference. <laughs> oh, dude. Me and but, Caleb yeah, are nerds, I, dude. Yeah, we are, dude. Yeah. Yeah. At least it hasn't went to Star Wars yet. Speaking and of I, which, I just gosh, saw darn it. Did you hear those? And you were oh, at the, at the um, Orlando thingy. Yeah, November? I did. Yeah, was we talked again. about it. We had that whole review. Yeah, yeah let's please. was dressed up. It was that unbelievable. Was so cool. I don't want to yeah. go down this road again. Let's do it, man. No, no, but so but no, I did. Man, I had man. to buy another shelving <laughs> unit put together yesterday just for all my haul from Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. So I have a museum. You still haven't come to the crib yet. Check it out. Yeah, I need to. I yeah. saw pictures. It looks really cool. Yeah. How long have you been collecting that stuff? Uh, 25 years. Damn. Do you collect anything, Mr. Smith? Are you? Uh, he does collect wh- stuff. Wh- Put him on the spot. Be somewhere weird. Like, <laughs> uh what, What's your hobby? What do you? If you have collectible, my hobby. There you go. <laughs> okay, so so you don't have like Marvel comic collectibles or GI Joe collectibles or any of that nonsense. I was at his house no, one I time and and I, I got scared for a second. <laughs> what, what do you got, Mr. Smith? Uh, Bunch of swords. A bunch of swords. Yeah, I you could know, see you as a yeah. sword collector. That dude's yes, got so, dozens. So dozens. we got in a habit of like, like um, which is it's totally cool. Who, it's, who isn't cool with swords and knives and stuff? You know, that's yeah, always yeah. something cool to have. So I always got, um, so I'd start buying, we'd start buying our son one every Christmas. Would be, and then all of a sudden, before, and then sometimes we'd buy him like four or five, and then all of a sudden, you know, we got sure. these big long staffs with double blades on the end. And you practice with them? Cool stuff, you know, yeah, play out in the yard. With yeah, them. yeah, yeah. Fruit ninja? It's an impressive collection. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> like some fruit ninja in the you back. Got, you got the zombie eclipse, <laughs> you nice. know, stuff. Huh. Yeah, it's good stuff. And then he's got like uh, about a thousand medals that you want to. A whole room full of medals. Just yeah, that's pretty cool. Time. That is cool. But did you get the picture the whole I sent? Family, you know, Mrs. Smith, I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I was uh, exploring uh, Epcot, which I don't usually. You don't. People don't realize you walk through the World Showcase, and there's like, like China and France, and yeah. but you can go back in these little countries. Mm-hmm. Well, I went into China, and you can't read the signs. They make it like legit. It's all in Chinese. I don't know what store I'm going into, but I walked into this one, and I look, and the whole back wall is nothing but katanas. I mean, like, they had $3,000 handmade ones, or they had, like, little cheap ones. They had wooden ones for kids. But I took a picture and sent it to you. I don't know if you ever got it. No, I never got it. Sent it to Mrs. Smith because I didn't have your cell phone number. But <laughs> I'll show it to you. It was pretty awesome. Cool. So, so what do you collect then, Caleb? Hmm. Oh, um, heads. Besides heads. Bodies. Um, I got some comics, but nothing. I'm not really too big into it. Um, I guess like a little. You've, you've seen it. It's nothing crazy. Um, nothing really, man. Nothing really. Good. Don't don't get in. Uh, yeah, I don't want to yeah. get. It's like, kind of a money pit. It kind of is, but I've got a couple expensive. It brings you joy, though. Like to do like right? you know, I go to the shooting range or something like that. Sure. Do you shoot? Can get expensive, yeah. <sighs> Ever since they opened up Point Blank, I'm in there. Really? Yeah. See, we all need to go. I got an instructor right now. He's teaching me some good stuff. Got my my. Uh, what do they call that? Your concealed carry. No, no, no. Oh. My. Uh, like where you're shooting at, you're like oh, you're grouping. My groupings, yeah, are pretty tight. Mm-hmm. I've never been to an actual shoot. What do you range. shoot? Um, mostly just like different nines. He's got like a bunch of different nines he lays out. But I, you know, I'm, I like the cannons. I like the big ones. 
Yeah, the 45s. Yeah, like the 45. So yeah. you're a um, an official Glock gun. What do they call it? Armor. Armor. Yes. I shot. Yeah, we shot the Glock a couple weeks ago. It's. I like it. It's a nice feel. It's good. I need hey. you to hook mine up. Yeah, I mean a, a, a Glock. Yeah, a, a Glock. You, you really have to. You either love it or you hate it, mm-hmm. and that, that's mm-hmm. just what it comes mm-hmm. down to. And. That's that's all I was trained on was Glocks. I love my Sig though. I really learned how to shoot my Sig really well. Yeah. Sigs are like the Cadillac of guns. I, I'm sure we'll really? get some hate email saying, "Oh, you know, I mean, we could we could fight over that." Yeah. As, you know, I've never to the end of time. Them. Sigs are really good gun, but I, look, Glocks are dependable. Especially but I thought for those FN that was your. Oh, the FN, the 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 five seven is an awesome gun. I mean, that's just like shooting a little mini rifle though. Five point seven by two eight millimeter rounds little little American rifle made. rounds basically basically um barely any kickback on that but the glock is it's just reliable you know you drop you can drop it you can bury it in the sand shoot it underwater they're just the like glock the just like yeah, that. yeah ish so i got the 27 right it's a mm-hmm. subcompact 40 yep. cal it's like a hand cannon dude i really need to go to a range to yeah learn how to shoot it that's yeah. all yeah i uh i'll teach you it's such a simple design too, the Glock. Like if you like you know what I'm saying? Like if a kid drew a gun he would think it'd just be a Glock. It's just like right. the barrel. It's very simple. Just that rectangle. Exactly. Oh, that's a nice gun though. Yeah, Less than ten pieces, right? No, there's there's more than that. Is there? Yeah, oh yeah. You take the slide off. Once you start taking, I mean, when you just disassemble it, you yeah. just take the slide off to pop the barrel out and pop the spring out. It's yeah. really, you know, for cleaning purposes, for basic cleaning purposes, it's, it's really only th- four pieces. Four pieces. Yeah. That's what I meant. For, yeah. for basic cleaning. Yeah. But you can start getting well, the trigger I've got assembly in your. I've got the mouse pad that's the full diagram of Right. So th- there's there's a lot of components in it. Just you don't want to mess with a lot of them. Yeah. Unless you want to put the, the bump stop on the, the trigger and make it a full auto. Hey, man. You could do that. Oh, yeah, you can. It's, need, a, it's illegal. Disclaimer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you don't want to make a, a Glock right. full auto. It's illegal. I just need you to fix mine up. That's all. Okay. One day. Make it pretty. All I did was take the white crayon and fill in the You use spots. a crayon? you never seen that before? It makes the the etched. Yeah, I know what you're talking thing. about. It pops, yeah. right? It looks idea. good, dude. It looks good. No one knows it's, it's a crayon. You're coloring on your gun is what you're saying? Yeah, that's yeah. what he just said. He, he, I took a white crayon <laughs> and filled numbers. in the etched Glock 27 and 40 cal, and you wipe gun? off the slide, and you can't even tell you used a crayon. It looks like white paint. I the, had a, uh, a gun, and it wasn't. I think it was an FN. I had a, they, they call it Cure Coat. Basically, it bakes on paint, yeah. and I had it uh, painted lime green. It was awesome. I ended up uh, selling it, but it, it was a really a cool gun. Do you have a Glock? Do you own a gun? Everybody I need, does. I'm trying to shoot so that I can get an idea of what I want so I don't waste a bunch of money. Because yeah. I hear people just like waste so much money buying guns. Well, if you get a brand new Glock, it's 600 bucks. I don't want a Glock, though. Brand new. Nothing yeah. against Glocks. I, just um, I, I'm, I like the FNs, uh, but Glock's a good first gun. Uh, Sig is a good gun. Smith's makes some good I mean, they, they all make, you know, the gun's going to do what it it does. I'm, but it, it's kind of odd that I, I'm I'm here with arguably two lethal weapons by themselves, and we're talking about mm. firearms. Two? You miscounted. What are you talking about? Well, Four. No. Five. 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 Oh yeah. No three. I will count Carter. <laughs> uh, so. I just got my. Uh, we just got our son for uh, um, Christmas. Uh, nine mil. No. How old is he? Uh, he's he will be seventeen. He's sixteen. Hey, you're a cool dad, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, you know, 
shooting discipline is important. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I'd like to bring my son and, and daughter to the, to the range eventually and teach them the right ways. You know, I've never had a gun that accidentally went off when you don't mishandle it, right? Yeah. So what's the um, what are the statistics? I think it's something like most firefights happen within like uh, 17 feet, 17 feet. And then like 80 percent of those are within like five feet or something like that. Do you know the statistics? I I don't know those stats. I I I know the it was my my vape, not my gun. Um, You know, most most interactions and exchanges in, in deadly force encounters are, are within like that 15 foot mm-hmm. range mm-hmm. because you know, a lot of it's the fight or flight unless it's a strategic hit I where someone's I was told it was 21 foot, 21 foot's the knife rule is what the you're knife. talking where Correct. I could close a distance on you. It's a Wait. deadly force encounter with a knife. Basically if you're within 21 feet of me, uh, a lot of state laws say that that's justifiable for deadly force with a firearm. Because I can close a distance in under two seconds on you with a knife at 21 foot. So if someone was in my yard with a knife within 21 feet, I can. No, no not that far. No, not. After this podcast, I'll set it up and I'll show you how quick I can get to you within 21 but Mike, foot. Well, yeah, but they if some rabbit, dude was in fair. my yard with a knife within 21 feet and I yeah. felt threatened, sure, that's justifiable for Yeah, you'll people. probably still get charged for it, but that, that would be your defense. Is that 21 and, foot and, rule? In the court of law. Yeah. He was within I mean, I, I, I twenty-one feet, and my client I, felt I, threatened. I live by the adage that you know I'd rather be uh, judged by twelve than carried by six. Elaborate on that. Damn. Well, juries of twelve deep. people. So six I'd rather feet. be judged by twelve people than carried by six pallbearers. Oh, six pallbearers. Oh man. So that, that's my adage. If I feel fear and I'm I'm going to die, I'm going to do what I have to do to survive and mm. and play it out in court. Judged by twelve, carried by six. What would you rather have? Right. That's talking, real deep, huh? I watched yeah. another video of a dude trying to rob a bank. <laughs> yeah. And the guy sitting next to him was carrying. Mm-hmm. And the guy just pulls it out, and he's, like, within three feet, and just goes, pop, pop, and you see, like, Where'd you see this And the dude's still alive. True. On Twitter. For a few seconds, and then it hits the ground. Yeah. I mean, you don't. I saw the text. And then he kicks Yeah, the text thing was crazy. The church video? Did you see that one, Randy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the church video. That, that dude was a marksman. He was. What are the odds? I mean, how many people? There was like six people that that's had guns. Huge, that's huge down south. He though. was certainly I mean, I've got a, I have an uncle that's in uh, in Alabama that he's on a church security detail. for. He's like the head of their church security detail. It's huge down south. But where, the first shot to hit to the head? Right. So going back to our conversation. Wasn't it to the head, first shot? I I believe. I, I don't know. I, it was a yeah, hit. Yeah, it was a, he was it was a hit. shot to the head. Because yeah. you see his yeah. skull come out his back. back was, he had his hoodie up like this. Yeah. And the first shot went in. You saw the sweatshirt do this. Yeah, that's it's a good shot. Um, twenty. He was at least like, twenty-five feet. Well, it's really controlled breathing at that point because you're going to get the tunnel vision, and you know that's that's why when when he was an instructor these, though. Well, still oh, he I mean, might be cold. That, like he might just that, been I'm, just. I'm telling you though, yeah. until you've been in that situation, you know, I could I could teach you all day long how to shoot. But I can't prepare you or prepare myself for what's going to happen and go through my mind when I actually have to take somebody's life. Did you uh, discharge your firearm in your day? Uh, uh, no. Um, yeah, we're, we're going to stay away from <laughs> that, that topic. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, we're going to stay away from that topic. Um, but we're, we're, you know, but until you 
that actually happens because all sorts of things happen to your body, both both physical and mental. Mm-hmm. You know, you get that your fight or flight, you get the endorphin release, you get an adrenaline release, mm-hmm. you get that that tunnel vision itself where mm-hmm. you're focused. That's why most people, if I was to, to aim at you and I'm I got my arms out and I, you're you're returning fire, you're not aiming for my head if you're not trained to do so. You're aiming basically. You go to wh- where's that danger coming from? So that's why a lot of uh, shootings themselves when when the shots are fired they'll actually find that the gun was hit if if the person's accurate with it oh wow because your your focus your laser sight your pinpoint vision is going to where that where the danger is coming from so when i'm shooting i'm not like okay let me get my target acquisition let me you know front sight front sight front sight i'm just shooting basically at source so you'll you'll find the the other offender's gun or Hmm. you know your your combatant's gun to be hit sometimes because you're 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 shooting to to end the, what's going to kill you. Right. The head's not going to kill you. It's that that gun coming out. So that's where you're. So they train you that way, or is that inadvertently like, focus on? That, that's like just the yeah. natural body's gotcha. response. That's right? unbelievable. Just like if you're punching me in the head, what am I looking at for, for you? I'm looking at your hands. I'm not looking true, at your face true. for a counter. I'm trying to yeah. figure out where your hands are coming Absolutely, from. Absolutely, because that's what it hurts. It's you. A, exactly. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. So I like that relation. I can get a little bit animated. I apologize. No, it's no, good. Yeah, I think we need a. Uh, you should. Start a class. Yeah, I'm not that. Good. I'm I'm humble. No, no I reason to start a class. No. After I, this podcast, I got an idea. Oh boy! Bling, like Bob just went off. Yeah. Humble. How him. many of the like? <laughs> I can humble him for me. How many of the um like the shootings that we hear about? It's getting kind of crazy with cops and stuff. Do you feel sure. like there's like cops can be a little insecure at times, so they pull the gun out? Maybe like they're shooting when they don't really need to. I feel it's the exact opposite nowadays. They got so many cameras on everybody. Nowadays yeah, every, everybody's got they're cameras. Probably more scared to even I, even say anything anymore. I, I, that's 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 where my mind is now. That I argue that uh, police nowadays actually probably don't return fire. They, well, not even. Well, they're going to return fire, right? Or but yeah. they they don't end a threat when they should end a threat for fear of losing Scrutiny their careers and. Yeah. and getting thrown under a microscope so that's kind of it's kind of going away then i think that pendulum swings has swung the other way okay and you know it, it's funny because because randy and i were talking we, we shot a, a podcast uh before you guys got here and we were talking about uh you know ju- just race r- relations itself mm. and you know i can't tell you what it's like to be a a black man in in the inglewood area i can't do it i can tell you from my interactions from when i was on you know a a county gang unit and whatnot it's not what the media portrays it to be are there bad cops yes but you know most of my interaction hey what's up man what's going on you know where oh i smell it where's that loud pack at Mm -hmm. and you know they they laugh and you know Mm -hmm. and and that was that's the normal interactions with police but you know the the media itself wants you to believe that every cop wants to go out and 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 kill a black guy or or kill a hispanic and that's just not the way i never woke up when i was a law enforcement officer saying i'm gonna go kill somebody today that's the last thing Right. that you want have i been in situations where i've been you know shot at and you know i i think i told you you know uh, about the, the the one time where i was uh buying some some drugs uh legally or undercover buying some drugs and a guy put a gun to my head pulled the trigger gun didn't go off right dude i've never heard that story yeah, well I'll, I'll tell it off but anyway uh what yeah what but you gonna uh, but to, <laughs> right i, hey, I, I want we, i want people to keep coming back to, to listen to can this I, can but, i talk about your your fame you can you can say that. You can catch Mike on Netflix, by the way. I just want to throw that out there. What? Oh yeah. 
Can I talk about that? You can talk about it. So uh, Mike's on Drugs Incorporated. Life After Porn. Oh, Porn. I was on that one too. <laughs> <laughs> he was on Drugs Inc. No way. Yeah, I had a whole episode to himself. No way. Yeah. We're watching that when we get home. Yeah. What? I can't remember what season, what episode. I got saved on my Netflix if I pulled it up. Yeah. It, it was season six. Was your I face don't... blacked out? No. No, not at no. all. No. 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 That was, was when I was part of a tactical detail. Yeah. But yeah, that, that, was that, that after was, I ride along? Yeah, yeah. Because I had a, I, I used to they they called me a transformer of the face just because I would always grow my beard out differently and whatnot. And I think I had a red red or a blue beard For undercover stuff. Yeah, red or a blue beard at that point. Did you have to get any tattoos? I've got a lot of tattoos. It was purple. Being I no, no, no. Because no, isn't that no, the movie that, where they that, made that dude get his um, his penis no. tattooed or something? And he was like, well, I don't know a movie you're watching, but damn. Well, it was a movie. And he, he, he's like, you got to go all but in. you got him watching. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh. But that ride-along that we went on, just that New Year's Eve. What we, happened over that? I, holy shit, that was scary. a packed night. Was I, well, first of all, I, I always wanted to be a police officer. I just never did it, right? I didn't think I was big enough or whatever. He's proven me otherwise. But, uh, no, he takes me in, and we go for the pre-shift briefing. It was at midnight, right? Mm -hmm. So we did New Year's Eve. Mm -hmm. But I I go in, and he's like, here, man, put this on. Bulletproof vest. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm all nervous and shit, and I'm putting it on. He's like, here, put this on. It was cold, right? It was a beanie. said police on it. I was like, oh, shit, I'm really in deep now. Like, I didn't know what was going to happen. So we go. We're hitting his area, which is a... You know, pretty stressful area. I'd say the drug crossroad of America. We hit Dunkin' Donuts. Hey, that's what we do. Free, free coffee. You know, hit the, <laughs> get that's the what Dunkin'. we do. But we did like. Um, he's like, no. A lot of stuff happened. I remember we pulled over a, a pimp in his hose. Had coke on him. I remember you throwing all that shit up on the. It was crazy, dude. I mean, that shit happened. But we went to okay. this uh, uh, apartment complex. And he's like, now listen, when it, when it hits midnight, you're going to hear nothing but gunfire. Right. And we're going to go find it. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and midnight out, hits. Yeah, I'll walk home. Midnight yeah. hits. <laughs> it was me, Mike, and another officer and a canine. His canine. Mike was a canine. Yeah. And we start running. Oh, there's a dog in the back? My yes, dog. canine. What kind of dog? Ours. Turn Shepherd. Yeah. Yeah. And we start running, and we're following gang, or not gang, gun, gunfire, and we're running, and we're, and we're chasing people. I'm like, oh, my God. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, dude. And then after that, we're rolling. A uh, call comes through. Uh, we've got, uh, we've got uh, gang activity at the convenience store, and we pull up to this convenience store in Linwood, and immediately Mike jumps out running. We're chasing. Uh, I don't know what he was doing. I don't know if it was a gangbanger or what. Is the dog with you? No, no dog on this one, but it was foot pursuit. And I'm trying to keep up, dude. How was your cardio? Shit. Well, I I couldn't see. It was pitch black. I don't know where (laughs) we were going, but it started. No, dude, come on. Well, we started in the back of the business, ended up in the front. It was like a white hen or I don't know what it was. Tackled them. It was crazy, dude. It was like... And you were like, fuck what be, dreams were made fuck of being a cop? Right? No, I thought it was awesome. You wanted to do it? Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, I want to go on a ride along. Hell yeah. Yeah. D- d- different uh, part of my life, I suppose. But, yeah. uh, I don't regret any of it. A lot of good times. A lot of, oh, a yeah. lot of good times. So. Yeah, New, Year, New Year's Eve is always my favorite time to work just because I always wanted that. That action. That action. And there was Achieve always something. Action, that rush. There yeah, was a there call. Was always something. There was like a really rich neighborhood respect. tucked in over there. I remember we went to a big ass mansion. 
can't remember drug activity or what it was. Yeah, I remember I, pulling up and I was like, "Damn!" I don't remember. I all my New Year's Eve. I it, when I ever since I was a cop for almost fifteen, sixteen years, something like mm-hmm. that, and that was my favorite night to work. I'd always work New Year's Eve. I never had a New Year's Eve off. So they those kind of all blend together. Yeah, uh, for how, me. How many um, how many bullets do you think like come down and kill people from all those? Oh, I think that. I don't know. The chances are slim, but I mean, it happens. So, yeah, I mean, it happens, but I mean, I couldn't even tell you. It, it's su- say, such an anomaly. A, a year ago, or, or yeah, it's been about a year, uh, a nurse, co-worker of my wife, her nephew, I think it was out in East Chicago, mm-hmm. playing basketball in his mm-hmm. driveway, mm-hmm. and a bullet came down during the day and hit him in the head, him in head and killed him. Yeah. I walked into work one day. And um, my my coworker Joe's like, hey dude, there's a there's water coming out of the ceiling, and we went out and we looked up, and there was a hole, and it was a steel roof, right? Mm-hmm. A bullet came down through the steel roof, and we looked down, and a bullet was on the ground. So yeah, I, I is it true that they come down? That's not true. They come just down as fast, with this, yeah, just as, just, fast? just as fast. How is that possible? Physics, it's, man. It's gr- yeah, it's gr- I gravity. Know. I mean, it's going in the air. And but like East Chicago down, is but... notorious for people shooting up straight up in the air. Yeah, I just. Yeah, I would be worried. They say like 150. You, 150. you have more of a, a likelihood to die at the police range than from a bullet just or coming down hitting you in or whatever. So the numbers, so aren't, the numbers aren't in like the hundreds? No. I, I, I can't even fathom it's in the hundreds. You have more of a, you're more likely to die from a ricochet coming off a metal target. I know a guy named Ricochet. Dude, they say 150 <laughs> people a year get killed by coconuts. Okay. Think about we have billions so of people what, on this. Hey, what animal kills more people in the in Deer. Africa than any animal? Well, it's either the hippo or the buffalo. It's the hippo. Yeah, one of those two. But yeah, could you imagine getting just dying by a coconut? Well, if it's your time, I mean that that's when you know <laughs> it's better, dude. That's God's it way of thinning the herd. Fucking if apple, right? Like you got to let that right. happen, right? If it's your yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to go through my yeah. fucking life worried that the coconut's going to kill me. <laughs> No, right. I, I mean, I'm definitely going to stray away, like around the palm trees, though. I mean, if I'm anywhere, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, yeah, you, you won't catch me hanging out. On you're not going to climb one. Look, and, we're not going to be hanging out. Be all chivalrous if, if it's written coconut? in your book, that's that's how you're dying. A, so you say fate. A gust of wind will come and take that coconut and you blast think you that's in the fate? head. Sure, it is. I would just be like, if it's if that's how your card gets punched, bro. I think no pun intended. Fucking luck. That's what I think. Could, but I get it. I, I get how you could think yeah, that too, but yeah, I mean, gosh. Either way, that's how just many scenarios, shame. right? I could yeah. trip going down these stairs and die. Icicles too. Icicles. They get people. Those big ones. Mm-hmm. I've seen Basic Instinct. <laughs> What's that? Oh my god! Watch no, it. dude, Die Hard too, yeah. man. No, Basic Instinct. Die Hards. Die Have you ever seen those? Basic Instinct? Die Harder. He I takes, know you. He takes. The you chuckled, so you you know what I'm talking about. Is that what the second one's called? Die Harder. Yeah, that's ridiculous. What are you talking about? That's the greatest Christmas movie of all time. That's the one with Bruce Willis? They all have Bruce Willis. What's the third one? Die Hardest? No. Die Hard with a Vengeance. With a Vengeance. Die Hard with a Vengeance. You have a friend named Ricochet. Don't talk to me about Ricochet. He's not my friend. I know him. (laughs) He works at at, uh, Willy Wonka's. Not Willy Wonka's. uh, Willy Wonka's? Willy's Works. Willy's Works? What the hell are you doing at Willy's Works? They sponsored me. CBD oil. Well, that's all right. Hey, my grandma got some cream from Willy. That's right. right. She probably knows Ricochet, too. I'm going to have to ask her. Good people. Never hurt nobody. Who's Ricochet? Cool, man. Cool. I was like, my, my guy's like, his name's Ricochet. I was like, Ricochet? He's like, yeah, you know, like how a bo- bullet bounce off a of metal, ping. And I was like, okay. His name, yeah. I, I was visiting That's my ridiculous. grandma a few months ago. She just like overcame cancer and stuff. And she's like, I need, I needed something for my, 
for my joints and so and 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 tiger bomb wasn't doing it but i was someone told me about willie down there and i went and they had this this stuff the cbd stuff and i was rubbing it on and i feel so much better now your grandma sounds cute as shit dude she's on that cbd hard oh that's okay little randy got some I use CBD oil. I think, my grandma's, I think it's great. My grandma's 86 and that was drives right. around yeah, and ninth chills. degree black belt, baby. Dude. Ninth degree. <laughs> She's a ninth degree. <laughs> right? Old school ninth degree. Yeah. All right. How much time we got on this one so far, Randy? Oh, an hour. Hour. All right. Wait, hang on. We kept Mr. Smith quiet. Do you want to say anything about infinity? What, you know, people are interested. If you're a child or you're an adult, you want to learn discipline. I could um, tell you for myself, it uh, made me a, a, a better person inside and out, especially in uh, business. Gave me confidence being able to talk to people and firm handshakes, look people in the eyes. Yes. Um, well, we're located in Lowell, um, Indiana. Indiana. Yeah. 186 Deanna Drive? One, yes. Is that? 184 Deanna Drive. 184 Drive in Lowell. Okay. And uh, we teach um, self-discipline. We teach um, Taekwondo. Uh, we have kids from three, as long as they're potty trained, all the way up to adults. It doesn't matter the age. You know? And adults got to be it's potty that, trained, too. Yes. So. <laughs> no diapers. I can't come. Preferably. We, we don't have mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, it's always good um, what, to um, get into martial arts or in some, you know, some sport to protect yeah. yourself it doesn't yeah. matter either way we sure. were talking um, last night too you're talking about a lot of schools um charge for every single thing and you do some cool things uh especially like you have women's self-defense yes coming. um that's dope and may uh next month we have uh i don't know what the date is Mrs. mrs smith knows all that stuff she does all the good stuff um we'll be teaching um me and her will be teaching uh women's self-defense and we are usually a lot of people like charge for that stuff we just kind of like we like to do it just to help the town out right so the people that's cool so um check it out give us a call you know i'll post the link and everything all the information um we have only so many spots that we can fit so if you guys are interested give us a call at infinity martial arts pretty cool story though i mean they started in a really small school and then we got the adult class going, and all of a sudden, all these kids started coming in, and then they moved. And then within a year, they were so big, they had to get the place next door and knock out the wall. Nice. And the floor is gigantic. So. Nice. Yep. And then it's not only just Taekwondo. Well, it is Taekwondo, but we do a lot of uh, other interesting things where people don't understand there, there's weapons forms that are involved, everything from uh, bow staffs to osamdo swords to... Uh, gum dough, which gum is dough, the nunchucks. Uh, so you know, there there there's something for everybody. It's if you, it's a great workout. It'll get you sweating. Uh, but there's also besides the, the discipline, you get to lo- learn some pretty cool weapons forms and, and whatnot. So if, if nunchucks, nunchucks, oh, yeah, yeah. nunchucks, yeah. nunchucks for That's sure. Mrs. Smith's favorite, by yep. the way. So ultimately, you know, you can either come there. It, it, there's something for everybody there. Yes. So if you don't want to, you're not a tournament competitor like like Randy, uh, Randon, <laughs> like I'm Randy, uh, who you know, if you want to just learn forms, do it for the exercise. It's, it's almost yoga esque, I guess. Some of those yes, forms. And, uh, also, I just kind of wanted to say that. Um, also, like Randy does when when you're talking about going to tournaments and stuff, um, the ATA is actually one of the largest um, 
Taekwondo martial arts organization. So everybody, once a year, um, like we go through the season and whoever's in Indiana, we fight for state champions. Then we go yep. to district champions, which is coming up in what, two months, three months? right? Two district championships, yes. Um, which is um, five, five states come in or five surrounding states come in and we fight for district champion. Yep. And then after that, we go to Worlds. So, which is this year is down in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. And you, everybody from all over Korea, the world. All yeah. over the world. When they so, say world, it's worlds. They fly in and we compete for world championships. So, Mr. Smith, you've got a district title on your, a couple district titles on yes. your belt. Yep. Um, um, state. And, and I've had like state for the last six years. Flex on. And I've, um, you're going to worlds. I've had, I've had uh, district titles for I think the last four four years. Dang. So you're competing at Worlds, though, right? Yes, mm-hmm. and um, I've competed at uh, Worlds for the last six years, and the closest I've gotten is fourth place. It's tough. So that's not bad for in the world, though, man. No, that's it's, awesome. It's hard. That's so, awesome. Yes. So if you want to get trained by some some of the best, uh, you know, little Lowell, Indiana, we've got some of the best instructors out there. And I will promise you guys this. I I went and saw a different school. It's been established a lot longer. And I can tell you that our discipline, uh, our sparring, combat sparring, the way we do our forms, um, the attention to detail is that the bar set so high. We are it's just on a different level than most people. Just want to let you guys know. I'm going to come through. I'm going to work on that potty training. I'm going to come through. What's that movie that we watched? <laughs> work and get that. Get that PB's taken care the of. Cause... <laughs> what? what? Karate Kid? Dude, with Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse, Jesse Eisenberg? The guy who plays Lex Luthor. Yeah. In the Superman movies. He's in Taekwondo in the movie? It's in a movie. It's, in a, it's a movie where like he gets mugged by these bikers, and then he goes to a dojo. For real? And then he learns... The art of self-defense. And it's Taekwondo? I haven't seen that. Please watch this movie. Okay. And it's if Taekwondo. You're a bowler, you've seen Kingpin, right? Like you guys, yeah. you guys are Taekwondo people. You got to watch this movie. It's crazy. It's hilarious too. Oh, and, and, and when you're black belt, by the way, you I think can he do. Karate uh, chops the guy's arm off or something. Doesn't <laughs> oh, jeez. What is it, a Tarantino movie? <laughs> no, it's awesome. But uh, now they have team team events in these competitions. By the way, right? So that's why you need to get on the ball. Who? You. You. I've been. T- I've been trying to tell him. Because we'll be able to be on the same team. Even though you're older than me, and you'll be in the 40s. What the fuck? Can I be on you can come down. You can come down, but I can't go up. Oh, okay. So it's like two people versus two? Two v two? Tag team? Three. Three v three? Isn't it three? All it's at one three. time? No, not at one time. Oh, dude, that would be so but That would be pretty dead. cool. I'm not going to lie. You guys just like <laughs> charge on the opposite ends? You guys, we go out separate times. Yeah. See, you can add that to your... You said you didn't know if boxing was your whole entire future. I could see Caleb mixed oh, martial arts, okay, dog. So we get that Taekwondo in there. <laughs> you got boxing in there. What, what's what's, what's, no, what's no, the uh, the discipline we're gonna start learning? Krav, Krav, Krav Maga. Maga. Yeah, yep. is that legit? That's legit. Dude. I train a girl that, that's Israeli. That does Krav on the side. Yeah, and I tease her for it. Can you imagine all four of those disciplines? Mm. Isn't it just what like do you different box at? What's your weight? Uh, One seventy. Sixty-eight. Sixty-eight. Yeah. I can't believe they have so many subclasses, dude. What, the f- what do you mean? Like different? You think there should be less? Less in boxing. 
I mean, look at UFC's got they should be 135, more. 155. There should be more in UFC. Or 145, 155, 170, yeah, 185. I mean, I agree with that. 20 pounds is a huge difference. That's a difference. huge fucking gap, bro. That's huge. That's hard as shit huge. on PP. So either you're fighting guys that are a little bit bigger than you, or you got to kill yourself to make weight, which I wouldn't right. recommend for anybody. Just go up. But I think they should have more. I think, that, I think they should be in five pound increments. 20 pounds is huge, but when you, have, when you have weight classes that are two pounds difference, there is welterweight, is there not? Is there not 170 in boxing? It's different. So welterweight is 170 in UFC. Yeah. It's 47 in boxing. Really? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. So super middleweight, what's John Jones fight at? Light heavy? He's light heavyweight. He's 205. Okay. So light heavy in boxing is 175. Yeah. I could fight light heavyweight right now because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a little chunky right now. No, you'd cut. You should do 65. Oh, I would. If you do amateurs, I would say you should do 65. I can cut 155 like that. For real. There's that chip. I saw it. Can you for Before the prednisone. <laughs> what are you walking at? Walking right around? now, I'm one, I weighed in 170 this morning. But before the prednisone, I was 155. When I cut and I got that picture with the six-pack, yeah, yeah. that was 140. That's pretty good. I think, okay, you can do 55. Though. In 2009, before I got really health conscious, mm-hmm. I was upwards above 185. That burly I boy. was thick, baby. I look at my honeymoon pictures and I was yeah. like, damn, who is that guy? So I, I'm going to stop this on that note because you're a sexy beast. We all acknowledge it. Okay. <laughs> uh, we're, we're running, so, we're running heavy on time here. One more thing. So, really quick. so um, Mrs. Smith and I both own in school. So I just yes. want to clear, clear flat. It's both of our schools. She is also a fourth degree black belt. So yes. Shout team. out to Mrs. Smith. Video. And I got to yeah. say this because we'll, she'll we'll always say. Team, we take team at really awesome. Yep. Yep. Yes. So. And she, she will say she's higher rank. Yeah, she is higher rank. So, yep. so, uh, so shout out to Mrs. Smith, uh, Mr. Smith, Caleb. Thank you for being on. Yep. Thank you for having uh, me. We'll see y'all on the, here, the next couple uh, podcasts. Again, probably. catch you guys Caleb's uh, highlights: four and four knockouts. Yep. When do you think you're going to fight again? Probably April. April. Um, in the meantime, I'm just staying in shape. Sparring. How do I get in your corner, man? Um, you're in my corner, bro. I need to get up in there. But look, uh, if you guys want to train with me, come by the UFC gym. Come try a free boxing lesson one-on-one, work the pads, learn some self-defense, just get in shape. Um, yeah, that's about it, man. Thanks for having me, man. Right. Love right. being here. Thanks for coming on. We'll talk to you guys later. Later.